Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Have you ever wanted to bring your feminine energy to work? Have you ever felt that you could be creating and living more if you allowed yourself to flow in your day and prioritize your pleasure? Tune in to learn about feminine energy in business with my special guest, Darlene Loves. Welcome everyone to a really fun and juicy episode. I'm so delighted to have Darlene Loves here working with us today and explaining a lot more and showing a lot more about feminine energy in business. I have a business background. I believe I use a lot of feminine energy in my business, but I don't really talk about this. In fact, this is the first time on our podcast, we're actually talking about feminine energy in business, feminine energy in our career and in our work. And so I know there's a lot of rich and incredibly luscious information and transformation that Darlene and I will be will be discussing and sharing with you. So I'm going to have Darlene introduce herself, but before she does, I'm just going to let you know that she is the founder of the Feminine Business Academy and Feminine Business Chronicles podcast. And she's all about supporting women to harness their feminine power in business and in life and creating financial freedom for women and their families. So Darlene, thank you for being a guest and tell us more about yourself. <laughs> well, thank you uh, for having me on first, Violet. I just really love this opportunity to speak to women on a different platform of even adding that pleasure, which you are so eloquently um, have supported women to really bring in their life. But also we can bring that into our businesses. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> and so I was really drawn When I got a divorce um, several years ago, gosh, it's been seven years now. And when I moved to LA, I moved to a new place. I had been a stay-at-home mom. I owned an online business and a catering company. And I left that and I totally did a remake. And I started, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine and she gave me an opportunity to help build her business. So I came to LA, started building her business, and I decided in that moment that I was going to not do it the standard way. Mm. I was going to do it in a very, very different way with energy. I was going to set intentions, and I was going to do it magically, just like I had magically created five children, (laughs) Uh, three of which were all on birth control, different forms of birth control, obviously. Uh, The universe wanted me to be a mother, (laughs) and and I am so thankful for that because that was not – I dreamed – about being an entrepreneur my entire little girl life. When people asked me what I wanted to do, I said, I want to grow up and I want to have a business. And um, I was even the little girl um, on the street corner. I didn't have a lemonade stand. I had these Mexican crispy things with cinnamon sugar on them that I had taken an extension cord, the longest one. We had a huge yard. And so we had this huge extension cord that I... I draped out with this, this fryer with oil in it. And it was just like, 
I just didn't do things normally. <laughs> so um, when I under, you know, I really started to learn about masculine and feminine energy due to my divorce and realizing I was really drained um, as a full-time mom, a business owner, and homeschooling my kids because I wanted to be this overachiever. I wanted to prove something. Mm. the world mm -hmm. and when I got a divorce and I just started to set back and learn about feminine energy masculine energy I said I'm gonna I'm gonna do this business a woman I worked with she was very masculine and she had just started the business and had really had a, just a little bit of success mm -hmm. and I came in and I just started creating relationships with people I started just really um, decided that I was going to use those feminine qualities that are really innate to who we are, the powers at which we are. And I created um, a business that doubled with uh, the amount of patients and everything that she had in her medical organization within six months, all by using feminine energy versus masculine energy. That's amazing. Yeah. So I wanted to come and bring that to the world on how I see what's happening with women, because there's, there's two things that I see that are the problems. And I'm just kind of diving into this. I hope that's okay, uh, Violet. Yeah, uh, I mean, please tell us really quickly. Yeah. You, I mean, I just want to uh, yeah. echo that. Yeah, so many times when I work with women on their love life, but they start to work with their feminine energy, they get promotions or bonuses or raise. Mm. A woman got a $6,000 check from the IRS from three years previously. They said there was an error on her taxes, like just random, amazing things. Are, <laughs> they're flowing in. And I, I was, I have been so much more successful in my feminine energy in my business versus when I was in, you know, corporate America or even doing a more masculine approach when I was doing my business coaching. So carry on, please. Those two major. Yeah, I just no, that's, I love you bringing that up. But I know I, um, I get so excited when I talk about this. Um, but I definitely can hear that echoing through you. And the two main problems that I see that are going on with women is, um, number one, if they are a stay at home mom, I've known a lot of women that are stay at home moms. And if the relationship doesn't work out, their whole financial structure that they had can be ripped out from under them. Mm. So having that freedom of independence um, and I, or freedom of partnership, which I think is, I think too much women want to be like independent. And I think that's great in some ways. And it's not natural to us. We are naturally collaborative and partnership beings. And we, we are the, the connected, like the, the threads of connection in the world. That's feminine energy. And so I have to be always like really careful with that. Um, I think we can make our own financial freedom for ourselves, but that doesn't exclude our partners. That doesn't exclude the world. That yeah. include it's inclusive. So I want to be clear about that distinction. And the second problem is, is that we have a model of business that um, when women wanted to go into the workforce, you know, 60s and 70s, um, after the war and everything, and, and we know that kind of feminine journey, um, we had a model that was masculine. 
Mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, in order for me to achieve my goals, I've got to come into this world and I have to mirror the masculine Mm. and I have to compete and I have to work hard and I have to, you know, there's this, this mantra that goes in our head. I have to, you know, I like have to be better than in order for me to have what I need to have. Mm. And that, what has that, what is the consequence of that? Both of these problems have consequences, right? One is that, you know, if your financial well-being is ripped out from under you, you have to like figure out what you're going to do. So then obviously then you're scrambling to try to, to try to fix it. Um, Another, the, the second part is, and probably the worst part to me, because I think women are really innovative, so they can pretty much handle themselves if if some financial institution like myself, where my husband said, you know, I want a divorce and, you know, and I'm not, you know, <laughs> and I and, and I'm going to raise the kids, too, but um, which they were old enough to make choices. So I allowed them, you know, two boys, the last of our two kids were two boys. They wanted to stay with dad. So that was fine. But then I still had to worry about like my financial support. And I think that sometimes when taking alimony and stuff can actually, you know, it's, it's rightful in some regards, but it's also can be hurtful to the other person. So, you know, I'm, I had, there's a fine line and balance there because we also don't want to depend on them the rest of our lives. Even if you are getting a divorce and you get alimony, we don't want to depend on them. So we come over here and we work like a man. So what starts to happen? And this is what I started to see. If we looked over the years that women have been in the business world, they're losing their hair. They're getting a lot of stress. We're losing our hair. We're losing our sense of beingness, of femininity. We're turning into men. And that is not that is not okay. As far as I'm okay, you know, we don't want to hurt our bodies at the detriment of being independent and supporting ourselves. And there, and what we don't understand is there's a different way. And it's, we are not workers, ladies. I want to emphasize that we are magical creators (laughs) (laughs) and we can create business and we can create opportunities like you have pointed out, Violet where you you your the women start to work with you they start to harness their feminine energy to create a relationship to bring more pleasure into their life and then all of a sudden magical things start to happen that is what happens ladies when you feel yourself up then it just it just spreads the magic and the power spreads throughout the your universe in creating more opportunities for you, not less. So that's that is what I emphasize, and that's what I teach women to do: to harness and the power of their extraordinary feminine nature, so that they can receive the recognition, the money, the success, the relationships, whatever they want in their world, to create it with ease and flow. No mm-hmm. more working hard. It's it's allowing, it's receiving, it's surrendering, and then whoop, magic happens. <laughs> I've, never, I've never really understood that phrase, you know, don't mix business and pleasure. And I guess the the sexual part of it, sure. But like, 
what's the point of doing business if you're not going to feel good about it? Like, what's the point of trading in one, one job that makes you feel like a slave in corporate America to just being a slave to your own business? Like, I don't, you know, I believe plenty of times where I got up early to do breakthrough calls. I stayed up emails and sometimes, you know, maybe I was pushing it a little bit, but the majority of time it's because I was passionate about it. I loved it. It lit me up. And, um, Tell me more about what you see when a woman like makes this shift, like a woman you're coaching, um, uh-uh. what changes in her or what do you notice that you're really um, proud of her for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where do I begin? Um, <laughs> well, um, it, Okay, first, <laughs> you can lead a, a horse to water. I hate this saying, but I'm just going to say, you can lead a hummingbird <laughs> to the sugar. <laughs> um, they really, it's really a practice. And what I start to see when they open up to the practice of femininity, and it's really that conscious effort, right? Is, um, oh, this happened. Okay, I'll give you an example. A really close um, friend of mine, when I first started the Feminine Business Academy, I invited a few trusted, um, both business partner, you know, partnerships I've been in. Um, one in particular was I have written a few books, uh, four books, and she was my editor. Okay. And so she's also written nine books. Mm. Um, both fiction and nonfiction. So she's just um, a creative genius in that. Uh, that's she's like the book whisperer, I call her. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so she was really, I mean, she very much works in a very masculine fashion. So when she came on to the Feminine Business Academy, she said to me, I I realized that I don't ask other people. She's single. She's in her 70s um, and she wasn't asking people to help her. Mm. Well, she got an opportunity for that. And I was giving her ideas. She's like, well, I got to take out the garbage. I'm like, do you really? (laughs) Do you really? Like, I bet you have neighbors that would love to do this for you. Mm. Well, she right after she finished the course, she had knee surgery she had to surrender into getting support because some things didn't work out very well. And she had some complications. She was able to open up and allow men to serve her. And now they were coming to take out the garbage for her, walk her dog, do all of these things for her. (laughs) And I loved it. And she said, I've never, I, if I hadn't gone through this, it would have been really hard for me to surrender to feel safe, to allow, to ask for what I need. And yet it's just um, transformational in what it's done for her life. She's like, I feel more at ease. I feel taken care of. I feel relaxed Mm -hmm. and I'm getting all my needs met. Mm -hmm. Um, Another person is shopping for another young man is shopping for her. Another, um, another woman who took the course, Um, she said, I always thought I was crazy (laughs) and I realized, um, that I'm not, and it's the very same, like you said, you know, there's no divide in business and pleasure. 
there really isn't. I mean, it, it's different, you know, sexually, but yeah. that's, that's a totally different, but you can still bring sensuality into your business. You can still bring, I mean, while other medical, you know, in this medical place was wearing scrubs, I was wearing beautiful dresses Mm -hmm. And, you know, they would, I get called that I look like Marilyn Monroe. And so they, they would be like, oh, Marilyn's here, you know? So it actually created connection mm -hmm. because I was being authentically me because I loved play dress up. Um, so just in adding those little bits of pleasure into your business, what makes you feel good? I always say adorn the moment. Like if you're not adorning yourself, mm -hmm. at least adorn the moment with a smile or a laugh or a hug or, you know, a revealing of your heart, like something that brings more life and more energy to that interaction or to that, that moment that you're in. And uh -huh. I think a lot of times women, I'm talking more to women who are, you know, dating, but I guess it could go for, you know, women who are in a relationship too. Like we have a sense, like I need to fix, like I need to fix, you know, my husband or I need to fix things being messy or I need to like clean everything up. And as women, um, Jason always says, like, we love like touching and organizing things like little tidying and puttering around, <laughs> which I agree with. Um, yeah. but so much that we have to like, fix a messy house or we have to fix a problem in a business yeah. or in a relationship. It's, it's more about how can we make it more beautiful, more full of love? Like how can we celebrate the mess? And, um, when I was dating Jason, his, his old apartment was maybe not always the cleanest, which is fine. I don't really care. Cause I like to clean. So it, it never really bothered me, but the point of this is that I think sometimes as women, we focus on the wrong things instead of appreciating, mm. appreciating, um, the masculine, or in this case, the universal masculine to come in and solve some of these problems. Like you can, it can be the universal masculine that's removing obstacles for you or solving problems for you. And you can be seducing, you know, your life and new opportunities for your business and your creativity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you pointed that out. Um, a really amazing artist friend of mine, um, when her daughter came to live with her, they, her and her partner got um, a divorce and her daughter came to live with her as a teenager mm -hmm. and she never organized anything. She was just like, there was messes all over her room. And rather than her mom being, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the need to be in control and control that space of hers, mm -hmm. her mom went in, this was just so beautiful to me and took photos and like, this is the art of her daughter. <laughs> her daughter was only going to be 15, 16 years old once. Mm -hmm. She was only gonna allow the, the messiness and the, you know, the creativity <laughs> to be there one time. And she just took photos of it and just like started to make art out of the creation of her room, of what it looks like and honored her daughter and um her daughter went on a couple of years later to get married and has the cleanest house <laughs> so her she understood that in that moment that wasn't a priority for her that wasn't and it's and and i always say you know the masculine part of us is that framework like i need a framework I need my lists. My lists keep me, you know, organized. They keep me, you know, I love them. Um, having a business structure, that is really powerful for me. 
Mm-hmm. And like we do, um, we both have been, you know, in a program where we learned how to have discovery calls with people. Mm-hmm. That structure is really powerful. And the feminine side of me, the, the empathetic side of me, the listening side of me, the connecting side of me, that is the, the feminine flowing through that structure. So it's important to have the masculine within you too. It's just, you don't want that to run your life, your business, your relationships. Like, you know, I mean, I have to even make agreements with my partner. Being a mother of five children, I've, you know, and homeschooled, like I had to have some structure there. Mm-hmm. And so when I get, you know, and I've been a mom since I was 16. So it's, it's very practiced. I'm a masterful at the, <laughs> at the making sure everything gets done and things like that. And my partner always has to remind me, honey, you're being a mother right now. <laughs> can you be, you know, can you be, you, you know, like, you know, you don't need to be, you know, need to mother me. And it's, it's, it's so powerful when you can actually have that kind of relationship as well, whether you haven't had a relationship, what do you want to create with that to have the structure and the agreements and the understandings of your partnership. And that doesn't, and that's the same in your business, like sit down and say, if this is the one thing I wish all women would, would paint on their wall and put it all over their mirrors and stuff. This same, if I had it all my way. Yes. How would I do that? How would I live my life? How would I, what pleasure would I have? What this, you know, right? Mm, Yeah, I'm so, I'm I'm like looking right now at my notebook and yesterday I literally wrote, if I could have it any way I want it, I would. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's so true. Like instead of thinking, okay, here's a constraint. How can I deal with that? Or like, okay, you know, this thing's happening in my business. My partner wants it this way. How do I adjust? We're like masters at adjusting or people pleasing or please and appease as they call it. Instead of saying, wait, I have a blank canvas. Like, what do I really want to create? Because I'm the one creating my life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I teach that I would love to share here, and I think it's the most, one of the most powerful, um, I call it the relationship roadmap. But this can be integrated in any, any structure. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest killer of relationships, and it, whether with yourself or with others, is um, compromise, mm-hmm. is um, expectations and assumptions. Yeah. Those are, those are like, those are the things if you want to murder your relationship and you want to murder your life and you want to murder who you are inside, keep doing those. Rather than, this is a new way. I call it the agreements, right? When I met um, Tom, and I know you're very familiar with Alison Armstrong, mm-hmm. but I've, over the years, I've listened to these um, different feminine leaders, which... Um, Unfortunately, I don't think we've had enough and I I would really like to change that. That's my biggest goal is to bring more feminine leaders into the world to create our own space. And so when I was single, I decided I wanted to design my relationship 
all my way, if I had it all my way. So what I did is I put a board, I, I got some, like a little girl, right? I got, I, I'm a total advocate of play. So I got some cardboard and I put, if I could have it all my way, these are all the things I would love to provide in my partnership. Mm. I've done one for my business. These mm. are all the things I would love to provide in to, to my, uh, to the women out there in the world. And then I put on the other side, these are all the things I'd love to receive. And then I put in, receive from my clients, receive from my partner. And I put those in. And then in the center, I said, okay, what would it look like? Like in my partnership, it's, oh, we are growing young together. We are working out together. And um, we travel together. We live in a beautiful place close to the beach. We, you know, all these elements that I had in there. And I did that in my business. I said, okay, what would I love, you know, to have in my business? Oh, it would be, you know, uh, retreats. We would have the, you know, we'd get together so we can, you know, physically love each other and, and connect with each other. And um, I put these elements in. And then I, with, when Tom saw on our third date, he <laughs> saw my relationship roadmap mm-hmm. that I had developed. And he looked at it and he was like, right away, this woman knows what she wants. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, like our, within a month, we were living together, you know, and we've been together for almost three years now. And we always, I mean, that relationship roadmap that we, then we created our own together, you know, where he put in what he, he wanted to receive. And then we made agreements on it and we've added to it over the years. I mean, we keep, we've even made a special one for the coronavirus quarantine. <laughs> we made a, you know, a, because we're spending a lot extra time together. <laughs> so we, we put in there what the agreements were there, what he needed, what I needed to feel safe and to feel uh, freedom. Our big thing is freedom together. Um, and so I think that in that we have a most magical relationship and I have a business that I love because it's full of pleasure. It's full of passion. It's full of agreement about what, and I know by when I speak to someone, if they are a fit for my business, because they will fit into what I need to receive and they want what I have to provide. Yeah. It just feels easy and clear, like versus, adjusting or hoping or um, yeah yeah and it applies so much to relationships too of any kind where we think well I can't I don't want to offend him I don't want to tell him what I really want it's like well then you're guaranteed not to get what you want (laughs) exactly exactly in a feminine way you can be like here's what lights me up here's what I would love what I'm passionate about what are you passionate about what calls you for adventure and you know what challenges you and you can draw the masculine out in those ways so I love that he saw that and he appreciated it because oh, anyone yeah. listening like men want you to to know what you want you know they mm-hmm. it's hard enough for them to read our minds if we don't know what we want let alone you know and we don't have to tell them I want this I want this I want this like a drill sergeant but when we're aligned with what we when we're aligned with our vision, then that is, it takes the guesswork out of like, okay, is this, some, is this person going to be a good partner? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think that in any case, no matter whether in business, get it clear about if you had it all your way. I mean, you can even start practicing a little bit at a time because, you know, we've been taught, unfortunately, as children, especially as little girls, to be the nice little girl, to do what we're told, to, you know, uh, my mom's famous saying, like, children are better to be seen, not heard. And, you know, kind of, it was joking, but I think that came out in her parenting sometimes, mm-hmm. um, her exasperation or something. Um, but the, I mean, we're taught that we should please other people first. Yeah. And not really set ourselves and our, and that, that takes our femininity away and puts it in. I, I personally don't believe that being a pleaser, because we are basing that off of instinctual, of animalistic. I got to be saved in this universe by the tiger or whatever's danger there is. I mean, now we don't have the tiger, but unless you're maybe in, you know, like Africa or something, but uh, now it's not being saved by the tiger. Now I just need to be saved in society. And at the same time, we don't want to utilize our masculine to where it's like the forefront. And we can do, we can overdo masculine to where the point that it's just not, it's not, it doesn't look good on us. And it doesn't really align with who we are as, as beings. So if we can just come back and just, you know, take a step back and just look at like, how can I serve myself, fill myself with the pleasure? I know this is what you, you speak to all the time and come back and play pleasure and play. Those are the two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. How can I nurture myself? That's another aspect I talk about four aspects I say okay you have your nurturing aspect which is really great for other people however you can turn that mothering love on yourself mm-hmm. love that inner child give her a, um, tell her she doesn't have to do what she's told you know like say you need to go with what makes you feel expansive and then and then go to that place where you're a queen Oh, that's a powerful, that's, that's more powerful being in your queen, get yourself a crown, put it on and see how you feel. I give my clients crowns. Um, I think we talked about that too, because my program is called Queens of Pleasure for dating and love. And it's all about returning to your own sovereignty and making dating feel ecstatic and making it feel really good. Yeah. And exquisite. So mm-hmm. stepping that, that's a, that's the a second part of us, you know, a third part of us is that sp- spiritual side of us that knows that trusts that intuition that can draw things into our universe. We are drawing, we are receivers. We are not, we are creators. And when we allow it, we can receive the queen energy is really big on that. And then I, pair that with the spiritual energy. And then the fourth part, which I say is those two sides of the same coin, which is our playful side, our sensual side, or our pleasure side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, be- <laughs> I love that. Like, Cause we sparkle, we get excited when we, when we're in love or it, even if it's in love with an idea, mm-hmm. it makes us more attractive. When we're in love with life. It makes us more attractive. And that we need to, that, that's that, if I had it all my way, just bringing that in will like, just increase your magic, increase your youth, 
no matter, I mean, I'm 48. I plan on getting younger, not older. Yes. Um, and so that's why we have, um, we have two major agreements. One that we, uh, well, three of them that we always take care of, of ourselves first. We have in my partnership, we have another agreement where we always bring out the best in each other. That's what we strive to do. Mm-hmm. And the third agreement is, is, um, uh, that we, you know, that we, we honor the freedom within each other as well. So. That freedom is, is so important. And just to circle back to something you mentioned yeah. earlier, I think the, there are aspects of the animal nature that can be unhealthy, but mm-hmm. I also think we need to remember our wild feminine and the fact yeah. that our sexuality is innocent and, and natural and good. And, and we have this like, um, earthy quality when we embody our feminine that, um, yeah, I just don't want us to lose touch with that, like rich, fertile soil, goddessy, like wild, um, oh, wildness, um, mainly for ourselves, not to, not to follow this fear-based, like primal nature. But, um, sometimes I have my clients work with different animal energies, especially in the sacred sensuality class that I'm, that I'm leading. And one of the energies is like the doe, you know, the deer, and it doesn't have to just be like puma or snake or fiery energy, but it can be something that's really soft and quiet, but still has that, um, that sense of, the frontal mind, not directing it and guiding it because I feel like we've edited out so much of our feminine energy into such a small box of what we should look like or what we should behave like. Oh, I absolutely 1000% agree. And this is a part, you know, as you're speaking to that, um, that wildness and I, I have two sides that came to me as we were talking and, or you were talking. And one is, to remember that even touching yourself as a little girl, you don't know that's wrong, right, good, bad, right, or wrong, right? That wildness, that free spiritedness, and that, oh, this feels good, you know, and, and you don't even know. I mean, you might be touching yourself, your genitals or your body in some way. This feels good just to feel good. So that's part of that wildness too. And the way that we can take that into business, that wild side, is what I get all the time is women afraid to speak about their offer, afraid to speak Mm. about their, you know, who they are, what they, oh, I can't, you know, um, talk about myself or I can't talk. They're not. Uh, That makes me want to scream. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, it's like scream. I mean, we will talk about our children, you know, when you were mothers, whether you're a mother or not, if you're a dog mother, you know, or an animal mother, you will talk about your, your furry creature or your baby like galore. And that's what we need to talk about ourselves. This, get away from this self-centered, selfish, self-whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a total lie. You need to be you, your wild side, all those areas, which I call the wild side as part of that playful side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is so, like so fun, you know, to be a little, you know, I mean, I loved, I loved being out in nature. I love being still right as a little girl. Now I love that wild side. I love, um, I love to be wild with my, my partner. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we have that edginess going on yeah. and, and it's like, you know, kind of like wrestling and, and we're just like loving each other up. So just keeping with that, but you can use that wild in business 
to talk about what you're doing to serve others people, to talk about your offer, to let people know about you because they can't find you if you're not talking about you. I know so many women that come in and they're like, oh, you know, I'm like, how often are you with a, with a mic, you know, a, a microphone, like screaming about who you are? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because you should be like, I do have a friend. I think we know the same person I, um, where she loves to just go up on a mountain and just scream and yell and, and just like be wild. And I was like, I love that. And so every time I, I cannot help but think about that. So when this first, when this coronavirus thing, for example, first came out, I went outside and I just screamed because I felt trapped in my house mm -hmm. and, um, and I couldn't go to what I want to do on, on the weekends. And, you know, it just, I felt confining, but then once I got some screaming out some yelling out and got some wild and figured out how to bring my wild out into nature so we could do more nature walks and things. Mm -hmm then I felt free. And that's, you know, that's the power of like a box. Yeah. You know, see how far you can actually stretch it, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you're bringing up about whether it's the screaming or the wildness. I love what you're saying about take that wild energy and use it as fuel to really talk about yourself, your gifts, your offering, um, because animals are unapologetic. They just are who they are. You know, they, they have their spots, they have their stripes, they have their feathers, you know, and they're not afraid to show it off and afraid to be, be seen in that unless of course, you know, they're in camouflage or something, but you're also bringing up something that I feel is really important, which is feminine rage and anger. I think is so misunderstood because for a long time, women haven't known how to use the anger in a way that wasn't absolutely destructive, but also because you know, society has been so afraid of feminine and anger and rage that we've bottled it up and we haven't had good role models. Everyone has just been suppressing their anger. But I think more and more people are really speaking, um, speaking their truth in a way that's honoring self and not necessarily destroying other or they're doing practices, like you said, going to the top of the mountain screaming or swimming in the ocean or having a passionate lovemaking session or punching a pillow or doing a wild dance to African tribal drums. <laughs> or whatever it is to really yeah. honor that rage and that passion. And there's a emotional guidance scale that I use a lot where it shows it's from the law of attraction, but it shows like a downward spiral and an upward spiral. Have you seen that? Yes. I love that. I use that too. Yeah. Yes. And I love, yeah. okay, what's the mirror opposite? Because my personal view is that if you are not allowing yourself to feel one of the things in the downward spiral, you're also going to be cutting off its mirror opposite in the upward spiral. So the opposites of, um, of rage is passion. So if you are not allowing yourself to feel your rage, doesn't mean you have to act on it. doesn't mean you have to hurt anyone with it, but if you're not allowing yourself to feel that you're not going to be allowing yourself to feel passion. So I think it's so important, whether it's in business or relationships or any part of our life as women to not edit out any emotions and to allow ourselves to feel them fully. Absolutely. I a thousand percent agree. You know, I mean, two things that I thought about as you're speaking, like one is babies, Okay. We are authentically, you're talking about animals, but babies are authentic. Like, I mean, think about it, ladies. Like when you're a baby, those rolls that are on your thighs, you love them. 
Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you don't know they're wrong. You don't know something's wrong with you or bad. In fact, everybody thinks you're the cutest thing because you're. Yes, you know, I'm proud of those roles. I'm like, oh my God, you're so chunky. It's so cute. I know. We can't, we want babies to be chubby yeah. because of that we know that they're growing. We know they're getting enough milk and enough, you know, enough nutrients. And, and then also, um, you know, we do understanding number one, when I found out, you know, thank goodness, Alison Armstrong about my rage monster. I've always had a rage monster. I just didn't know that this was unique to women more than men. And although men can have it too, um, but to be able to have a relationship with my rage monster. And there's only been a few times in my relationship with Tom because Tom is really good about bringing out the best in me. However, there have been circumstances when my feelings were hurt and then, and to understand the process, when your feelings are hurt, you shut down. We're, we're, we're connected from our heart to our third eye. That's, that's our normal space, ladies. But when we are, our feelings are hurt, our heart is broken, quote unquote, you know, we shut down and the, the protective instinct, that rage person comes out. And so what I've noticed throughout the years doing this with Tom, which was the first time I was able to do this with a man is when my feelings have been hurt in the past. I just say, I, my rage monster is triggered. He understands the rage monster Mm -hmm. and he's seen it not towards him, but towards maybe someone else. (laughs) And, um, and I just say, I need to feel this right now. So I'm, I'm going to walk away from you because Mm -hmm. I don't want you to be, um, in the line of sight of this right now, because I know that I want to give her a voice. So walking away and going outside, even sometimes going for a really hard run to get, cause it's energy. Emotion is energy emotion. So I've got to move it and, or scream or whatever it is that works for you. Sometimes for me, it's cleaning and throwing some pillows. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We get to open up our truth about an injustice. I mean, sometimes we're just off the energy and it's it's our own trigger to deal with. But where, where I slightly differ with some of Allison's teachings is that I do think I don't think we should shame ourselves for having rage. I think the rage can wake us up to social injustice or things that are not right or boundaries that need to be set conversations that need to be had when we're feeling a little more embodied. Um, I think the world needs that needs healthy um, of saying, this is what is okay. This is what is not okay. Like, this is what feels good. This is what does not feel good. Oh, absolutely. Like I am about abusing children. You know, like that is not okay in any form or fashion. Absolutely. Uh, so that's where my advocacy. Abusing anyone. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, not yeah. abusing anyone, yeah. and especially like to death. You know, to the detriment of children. You know, this human yes. trafficking and 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 things that I, you know, I can't. It's hard for me to even read about yeah. because my heart is like so connected to that. But. Um, or abusing, yeah, or abusing anyone, even including me, mm-hmm. like using, yeah. using, the, including like abusing myself, which I feel like in the, I have to practice to be kind to me. And I think that's for all women. Number yeah. one, we are the hardest 
on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we could have done that better. We should do that better. Oh, we didn't, you know, especially the nice girl thing comes up or the pleaser, you know, and, oh, I should have done that differently. Oh, I could have done that differently. Um, but just like use it. Okay. So interestingly, I felt offended by a man that I was going to be working with. Mm. And, um, and the way that I, it all went down, I felt just, I just felt just like, like disrespected, dishonored. I felt hurt. Mm-hmm. And I used that. This happened with my dad too. And that same motion comes up. Oh, I recognize this. So what I did, I didn't, I decided not to make him the, you know, give him the energy of me, but I decided that, well, this is just going to make me really really strong in my conviction for myself and my own business and my own life. Mm. And it was just such a shift. In fact, this year, I've even gone to the fact that I only, if I can, especially right now, it's a little bit harder, but if I can, um, I'm going to support feminine businesses. I'm going to support women out there. I'm going to, I'm going to look for that and, and find ones. Like, I mean, something so small is my makeup where I buy it from, which is owned by a woman. And the way she does it is just like, this is how women do business. I, I want to give an example to your listeners. When, especially because I would love every woman, whether you work for a company or not, to own your own business, even if it's a small little thing that you do for yourself. But just having that self-empowerment is just so key. Um, but number one, there's this makeup company called Thrive, which mm. is, very natural. Yeah. Very natural makeup. Well, the thing I love about her and she's an epitome of it. She's in her twenties started this, you know, was always interested in, in making makeup since she was little and she took that passion. She made this company. So for every piece of makeup you buy, she donates one to a woman who's homeless or to a woman who can't afford makeup and she needs to get a job and she wants to feel good about herself. She started it because a friend of hers got cancer and lost her, her eyebrows, um, her eyelashes. She lost everything, her hair, all that. So she started making false eyelashes and eyebrows. And then it turned into a makeup company and she continues to give one for one, like Tom's shoes. Mm-hmm. Even Tom's shoes is that's a feminine trait to give back. Yes. So, so that is how we can create businesses. Um, tooth. Um, I, I buy this tooth, these tooth uh, bits now mm-hmm. instead of toothpaste to try to save the environment, you know, add my part in saving the environment. So these little things, you munch on them for a second, then they turn into toothpaste. You brush your teeth. It's all natural. And it's a woman. It's called bites. Mm. So just these kind of things that I've, that I'm finding in the world because I'm seeking it and they're just coming to me to support that. Because I hear all the time that women are not getting the funding they need. They're not getting their business. They need, well, we've got to, instead of trying to compete in the world, this is what I want to emphasize here. Instead of trying to compete with men or this world, let's step out of the box. Let's create our own foundation for business called the feminine foundation for business, right? And let's build businesses based on femininity and just let masculine do masculine. Let's do our feminine our way. Like 
you know, let's not, you know, we, and we can work in unison together, but we can support one another. We can uh, give to women who are building businesses. We can provide spaces for them. We can buy, we can buy their products. Um, yeah, that's a good reminder to be more aware of, of how we're using our money and our time and our hearts and our energy and to give back and um, follow structures that really that really work for us. I think we're entering into this new time where everything is changing in society. You know, we're recording this during the, uh, the shelter in place thing and it's not, yeah. really, it's not, everything's not just going to come back to normal. We have the opportunity to really mm. do things different when we're done and make choices that empower us, whether it's starting a business or working with you and be bringing more feminine energy into your business to make it more successful, or whether it's, you know, working with me and, and, um, dating in a way that's much more empowered and finding a partner who really values and cherishes you or whether it's purchasing products, like you said, of feminine energy or just doing your business differently. I mean, I'm doing my business differently as of two or three weeks ago. Someone had said a few, a few months ago, they were like, why don't you ever offer scholarships? You know, I tell my friends about your work, but sometimes they just, you know, they're in a spot where they're in between jobs or something really crazy is going on. And so for the latest course that I offered, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I am going to do that. I'm going to do a sliding scale and some scholarships. And it was so easy, so fun. The course sold out within like six days or maybe even less than that, like four days. So it was just a different way of doing it. Now, Will I do that for every offering? I'm not sure, but I feel like now yeah. is the time to really innovate because people are hungry for that innovation. Like you said, we can do it in a much more feminine way. Absolutely. And now more than ever, you have access to an audience if you're using your voice and you're wild to put yourself out there mm -hmm. um, to, to create it. I mean, I think about my daughter, my one of my daughters who's um, you know in the restaurant industry. Mm. And how she's out of a, of a job right now. And that you don't want to put your, I mean, my biggest thing is freedom, financial freedom and freedom to own your own life as a woman. Mm. Own your, I mean, it's, it, own we do life as a woman. I love that. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You don't want to stop at, at your body. You know, women have the right to get an abortion. They have a right to, you know, get on birth control. They have a, a right for all these things, but we forget we need the right to create our own financial abundance, to create our own life, to own our own life in a way that is along with the masculine because we have masculine and we also want masculine, want to honor that part of them. And, and I believe, I believe women can bring out the worst or the best in men. I believe that. And vice versa. Thank you. Yes. Oh, absolutely. My partner, that's the thing. I just think we have just this magicalness you know, like, you know, this, this magic way when things are going really good in our lives and in our, that all of a sudden our partners start doing better. You know, I mean, it's just like additive and generative and, and enhancing. Yeah. yeah, totally. So I think that we have like a huge, I wouldn't even say responsibility, but a huge power. We bring, think about this ladies, we bring life, human life into the world. Without us, it wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. We are that powerful. So creating a business or creating a partnership, all of that is less 
uses less magic than creating life. So <laughs> if you can do that, you could do anything. You know? <laughs> so true. So on that note, yeah, that yeah. note of empowerment, how can people find you? How can they reach out to you? Um, they can reach out to me at Darlene at Darlene Loves. Make sure that's an S because there's multiple love here. Uh, mm-hmm. .com. So Darlene at DarleneLoves.com. Shoot me an email. Uh, DarleneLoves.com is also up and, up and running. We're still working on a few aspects there. And we're bringing in some more collaboration and partnership um, to really create a space for women to, whether you have a business yet or not, this is an opportunity for you to create it in a way that is within the ease and the flow. I mean, think about it, to receive it in a whole new way, to receive the clients that you want to work with, to receive the um, the people buying your products or services. I mean, what it is that you're doing in this world or receive the promotion or whatever it is that you want to do in your, in your you know, working in corporate America or at a company. Um what, what can you create? What's more as possible is by using your feminine energy, your feminine power. So that's how you can get a hold of me. And I would love to, um, oh, you can also listen to me on the Feminine Business Chronicles podcast, mm-hmm. where we talk about building a business and creating more financial abundance. Um, the partner I'm bringing on now, um, we are going to help women to know how to create more wealth and also how to use debt to create businesses. So we're really ramping up a really amazing platform. So I can't wait to share it with you. That is so exciting. Yeah, anyone listening to this, I highly recommend checking out these resources that Darlene shared, talking to her about her feminine business academy, listening to her podcast, because this is absolutely the time to get that support for doing your career and your life in a, in a way with much more feminine energy. So Darlene, thank you so much for sharing your, ah. ideas, your wisdom, your gift, your heart, your pleasure. I really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much, Violet. I feel so honored to collaborate with you today. And we have so much that's in alignment to bring to that feminine beauty and masculine um, strength. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review.